Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Welcome in Jeff Hathorne right now. He does so much for us. I heard him on the Jeff Capel show just a little bit earlier today. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? What's up, Colin? You know, I was listening to those goal scorers. That was like Rodney Williams, Anthony McFarland, Connor Hayward, and um, Pat Fryermuth score touchdowns for the Steelers. My goodness. I know, pretty crazy, huh? 4-2 right now is the, uh, the uh, Penguins ahead of the Bruins. Uh, Bruins, four goals allowed most in the first period since last year, and five combined goals in 7-21 is the fastest in a game this season. Who would have thought they'd have a good old-fashioned uh, track meet? You remember they played a game? This must have been right before the pandemic. Remember that? It was like an 8-7 game against Montreal about this time I of do. year. If, I do. It feels like that. It feels like a night like that. Yeah, hopefully they uh, they hang on. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know? Exactly. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's talk a little Steelers. The confidence, because I'm tired of the quarterback situation and the way that people have talked about it the past 72 hours or so. The confidence level with Mason getting another – Mason Rudolph getting another full week of practice – does it become, okay, well, he's just the quarterback, he's our guy, and it feels regular? You know, I think one thing that people are have a misconception about, it's not personal in that room. It's not that they are happy for Mason and are throwing Kenny aside. They're happy they've won two games and they have their they still have a shot at the postseason, even with those two horrid games at home against Arizona and New England and the loss to the Colts. Like, it's not that they are all on Team Mason, which, I mean, obviously they, they support him. They're just seeing the success, and he's the quarterback during it, so they're supporting him now, and I think that's where the confidence comes from. It's not just Mason. I mean, the line's blocking better. They're getting dual running back threats. George Pickens has all of a sudden become this receiver that everybody has been hoping to see, and he's had two games back-to-back, not just a one-off, so... I think all of that is factoring into the way these guys are feeling right now. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them, southhillskia.net. Jeff Hathorne joins right now. Does Najee Harris's short-term success that he just had, does that change the long-term outlook that the organization has for him? I don't think because that fifth-year option is, is expensive. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't sign them after a fourth year. I, I just don't think they want to pay that kind of money. And, and really, I mean, if you forget about where he was drafted or that Jalen wasn't, this is the type of combination you want. It's just you don't want to have to spend a first-round pick to have one of those two guys. Um, but I don't think this changes. I don't see them all of a sudden spending major money in, in year five to have Najee Harris on the roster. That doesn't mean they'll cut him again. They might sign him to a lesser deal, but I don't see him picking up that option. 
What has been has Broderick Jones been the secret to why Najee Harris has performed better? Is that just part of it? Has Najee Harris been the reason Najee Harris has performed better? I mean, listen, Broderick Jones, since he's been inserted into that line, they've had you know some of their best games, but they haven't been perfect. And even when he's been in there, they've struggled offensively. I, I think there's so many things working in concert, but I don't want to minimize the impact of Mason Rudolph. I don't think the plays have changed dramatically. He's executing them. And because he's executing them, they have confidence to be more aggressive. And, you know, Tomlin's, we, we don't, you know, scared money don't make money. Listen, the first 12 games of the season, that was some scared money we were seeing out there. Let's not turn it over. Let's play not not to lose now because they've had some success they can play with some confidence they can take some chances and and i think this too and this is big they trust that mason is making the right choices so even when he takes a chance um everybody could knock on wood he's not turning it over he's not throwing passes um that are either incomplete or caught and that's exactly what you want from a quarterback. Jeff Hathorne on the Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Whenever they look back on this season, however it ends, the Pittsburgh Steelers, will they kick themselves or will they loathe the fact oh. that they didn't make George Pickens more of a volume receiver? Well, I, I could tell you right now the thing that the guys are kicking themselves are those two losses. Like, they're t- openly talking, multiple guys, about – they're, you know, we wouldn't be in this position if we would have taken care of, of business. Um, I think there are a lot of problems that they have on offense. Um, and I think, you know, because they never got in those down, down and distances, like it, it's not like Kenny had the type of opportunities Mason had because they had success on first and second down. There w- wasn't a lot of that when Kenny was in there. So I, I think some of that was situational of why he didn't see passes. But I think overall, yeah, I think they're going to realize we need to make this a focal point, even if it's early on, you know, taking a chance here and there and trying to get George going. Jeff Hathorne joins right now. Uh, what is the future for Fryermuth? So he's got another year, and and then it, it's a really good question. I mean, is he a guy that, you know, after season, are you looking at and saying, okay, He's got a year left on his contract. Do we want to lock up Fryermuth? His blocking has been inconsistent. It's been better. He's been working at it, which I, I think should be pointed out here. Like it, It's been a point of emphasis for him. He's proud of the fact that he's gotten better at it. I mean, Washington is, is taking a while to develop. I mean, unless you're going to get another high draft pick or go a free agent route, I think Fryermuth has to be a part of your future, even if it's only, you know, maybe a two-year extension after this year. What's the future of Cam Hayward? Man, 37. You know, he signed for another year. Uh, I, I think those conversations have to then turn to year to year. Like, hey, we want you. We, we know what you mean here, uh, but this is the situation. I mean, you don't see guys at that age. I mean, even J.J. Watt retires. Uh, even though he was, you know, he was playing one. Remember at the end of last year mm-hmm. when Cam left the door open to retirement. Right. And he wanted to think about it and he decided to come back. You know, he told us just yesterday that it's been a long year. Um, I wonder how much more he might think about that. And I think he might have an off season again where he might drop if, if this is the last game. He probably won't because in the locker room they won't know even if they lose. Um, but but I do think it'll be something he'll discuss. I think he'll be back, but extension may not even be a worry because, I mean, he not may not play past next year. Is Keanu Benton a plug-and-play, every-down guy the day that Cam Hayward retires? Yes. Yes. And Keanu Benton is everything they had hoped for and probably a little more. And How about – you know, let's give the coaches credit. They kind of worked him in, and I think because of that, he's fresher now than he would have been if he was playing a ton of snaps early. And I think they've gotten decent play from Montrevious Adams, and even Loudermilk's made some plays here and there. Not that they're part of the long-term future, but I, I think they've stepped in and, and done a decent job on the defensive line. So, But 
Benton is the guy that, I mean, and I think he's, he's more than just a run stuffer. I think as he develops even more, I think you're going to see him make impact plays. All right, let's take the Joey Porter continuum. Are you leaning toward, and, and like zeros right down the middle, I'm kind of neutral on it. The big positive end of the continuum is, wow, he'll go out and he'll run with any big-time receiver in the NFL, and he wants to match up head-on, right? He wants to take on that challenge, yep. and he's done a pretty good job. The negative side of the continuum is, if you look at it, seemingly every single game, if not every game, he's had a bad penalty, right? Where does that, when you jumble it into a ball, where does it come out if it's a mathematic equation? Uh, that I'll take what we're seeing from Joey Porter now and, and hope that he – as he continues to grow, that he learns what he can and can't do. And it's not just that, but knowing, okay, I've got this officiating crew. I've got to be careful with this. I mean, there's so many of those nuances to the game. I love what I, I, I love his attitude, but I love that he's not over the top. I mean, he's confident, but he's willing to learn and willing to, um, you know, take chances, but yet review film. He was always a little handsy at Penn State. Um, I think that needs to improve. I think it will. Uh, and I think we've seen his tackling improve. I, I think they've – I think it's everything the Steelers could have hoped for when he was drafted 32nd. I mean, he is becoming that guy for the Steelers' defense. We talk so much about the sexy positions, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, even uh, out on the edge on the defense. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers need to draft the center in the first, if not the second round? Yeah, they need to, if not center, they need to address that interior offensive line because you're going to have three guys whose contracts are up after next year. Dan Moore, who people are like, oh, that's an easy one. But you're going to have to find another tackle because you're going to move Chooks over to the left side. And James Daniels, who's had a good year, and Mason Cole in the middle. I mean, you're going to have to address that. Uh, and then the year after that, say, Amalo's contract is up. So if it's not a center then you've at least got to get a guard uh, with center a big time for the uh, 25 draft. All right, let's get philosophical for a minute. Jeff Hathorne for just a couple more minutes here. Is the atmosphere inside that locker room a bad one? Is it a good team? Do they get along? Is it just a regular locker room and nothing is noticeable either way? How would you classify it? I think it's pretty normal. I think you see the ebbs and flows after wins and losses. And you see a little bit more card playing, a little bit happier group. Yeah, because they've won two games. They've got a chance to – they beat their rival, a, a good opportunity to get it in the postseason. So, so things are up. Are there issues in every locker room? Yes. Uh, but I, this is not a uh, – I don't think that locker room disposition is an advantage, nor is it a problem for the Steeler team. I think it's – I think they get along – um, I think they've rode through a lot of different things. And I'll say the room that I think has been the most encouraging for each other has been that quarterback room. And you think of what it could be if you just had one bad apple in that group, and they don't. And they've been able to support each other, and that's allowed Mason to do what he's done. And uh, who knows, it might be Mason Rudolph getting them in the postseason. More phil uh, philosophical kind of deep stuff. Does anybody on the current offensive staff have a chance to get rolled over and become the offensive coordinator? Offensive coordinator, I don't think so. I think Eddie Faulkner can stay, um, and I mean that be because they like the job he's done with the running backs. I don't see him becoming offensive coordinator, even though it's been good the last couple of weeks. I think even the Rooney's, Andy Weidel, Omar Khan realize you need another voice. I think Pat Meyer has a chance to stay. I think the offensive line, um, while not 100% consistent, I think he's done a good job. Look, look how much Broderick's improved. And you know, Pat Meyer's his line coach. Look how much Dan Moore, um, given how raw he was, he has improved at times. I think you have to, you have to point that you know, to Pat Meyer. Other positions, I think, are very much more in question. Last thing for you before we let you go. Who is the starting quarterback the first game of the 2024 season and why? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, He's coming on. out of retirement. <laughs> uh, I think it's Kenny Pickett because I think Kenny is still their quarterback of the future. All that could change. Everybody throws that, well, what if Mason wins a playoff game? Well, let's see what happens if that, if that indeed does go down. But 
they have not given up. I can tell you this 100%. They have not given up on Kenny Pickett. Um, do they have some questions? Sure. But they're going to bring in a new coordinator with Kenny Pickett going in as their starting quarterback for next year. Is there a competition at camp? I think potentially. I mean, let's see how this plays out. And listen, if I'm Mason Rudolph, I mean, I've been through a lot of stuff in Pittsburgh. And if there are other, another franchise who's offering me some decent bucks, then don't assume, and I'm not saying you are, but don't fans don't assume that he's automatically going to come back. Uh, he might be as as much as anybody looking for a new home. I do think they bring somebody in, but it, it's not going to be a Russell Wilson or somebody like that. If they bring somebody in, it's going to be a, a Trubisky-esque type. And I think what you will see is at some point in this draft, probably past the third round, them draft somebody as a developmental quarterback uh, to be the three. The last thing, actually, is I still can't get the vision out of my head. Every single thing that's ever happened to Mason Rudolph, and there has been a lot, when he was sitting on that cart and and the battery wasn't charged, and the face that he made was just incredible. Like, are you going to make me walk to AGH right now? What is ha- that? There, it was uncanny. The current, the the, the 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 chain of events that happened. It was like only me. This is the I only mean, time in history the cart does not work. Right. I mean, he has been through so much. All the stuff that he dealt with with Ben when he first got in and, and all the talk around him, uh, then the, getting clobbered against the Ravens and then getting his helmet ripped off and then you know, he's hit upside the head with it to being called a racist, uh, to then having to wait a couple of years. Uh, to even the tie against Detroit, he found out hours before he was going to play and now he's got to jump in there and start all of a sudden. Like it is not for a guy who's had, was had everything easy in his life till he was about 22 I think it's all caught up to him here in the last six years, and good for him because he handled it well. Fans should be rooting for this guy. He's done everything that you would want a teammate um, or someone who represents your city to do, and let's see if he can get one or or maybe more. Absolutely, and for the record, when Jim Colony had his hole-in-one, Mason Rudolph knew and congratulated Jim Colony, by the way. Not only that, but the next time there was an OTA practice and we're standing in a scrum, and Mason comes over and slaps Jim on the ass. <laughs> to which everyone else is looking like, what in the world is that about? <laughs> Jim, what Jim should have done is just winked and said, see you later. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, just go through the visual there. And then Jim had to explain how everything happened. And, uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite a moment. That and Jim's uh, one-on-one at training camp that lasted so long, uh, I think the sun went down by the time it was over. Oh, great stuff. All right, Jeff Hathorne. Jeff, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always. All right, thanks, Colin. Yep, Jeff Hathorne, uh, the man on the scene uh, everywhere. So that's Jeff. Good from him. Uh, Great stuff from him, actually. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I take a lot from Jeff saying, eh, there's nothing really extraordinary about the Steelers' locker room. It's just the same as any other locker room out there, pretty much. Hey, don't forget Coach Mike Warfield from Aliquippa, who has just been named the uh, Steelers' Coach of the Year. Let me see where I saw this just a little bit ago on my social media. I'll find it. But uh, he joins because we're not talking about that. Oh, here it is. Mike Warfield. Congratulations to Aliquippa head coach Mike Warfield, our nominee for the Don Shula NFL High School Coach of the Year. That's from the Steelers Youth Foundation. But we're going to talk about his team getting, well, kind of screwed and being bumped up in class again. We talked to him at 840 here. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Destination. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details fan it's back fan morning show wedding presented by noah gabriel and company jewelers one lucky couple gonna get married and or vows renewed voodoo brewing company pittsburgh pub february 16th during the fan morning show contest details 937thefan.com entry deadline six days from now january 10th Numbers 412-928-9370 412-928-9370 did that strike you as odd or not what Jeff Hathorne just said about the Steelers locker room, right? He said, well, it's no different than really any other locker room that I've ever been in. It's the same. You know, I think that there's this misconception out there that Mike Tomlin is like in there, he's sitting around. It's like a locker room in in Little League or, you know, peewee football or high school football. And he sits in there and he hawks over everybody. And the coach's office is a big glass window that he looks in and tries to keep an eye on everybody. Like, he just walks through there here and there every once in a while. His office is in a kind of a different place. It, it runs itself, that locker room does. But I wonder how that caught people. When Jeff was like, eh. I've, and is that something we make too much of at 412-928-9370? Because I do think that's one thing that we do, right? The locker room and what it's like in there. And is it a good locker room or not? And does Mike Tomlin have control of it or not? Now, punishment's a different thing in terms of how you act and what you do. But the locker room. Nobody cares what the locker room is like. If your team is winning, if your team is losing, it becomes an issue. You can act the exact same way. And if you're winning, nobody ever says a word about it. But if you're losing, then all of a sudden people want to know about it. That to me is really odd. Also, can a guy like Lamar Jackson, and this might be his best shot. Can a quarterback like Lamar Jackson honestly win the Super Bowl? Do you think that a guy like him can go on and finish the season and get it done? Now, I think Lamar Jackson gets a bad rap sometimes for being just a running back and not a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He is. The one thing where he runs the football a bit much for my taste, but he can throw the football. I wonder if he can get through a playoff gauntlet and stay healthy. That's the thing. But, man... I don't know if a guy like that can, and I'll tell you why. I just wonder if he could take – there's always a time in the postseason where no matter who it is, it's very rare this doesn't happen, that somebody's going to need to take his team on a drive with four minutes left, with six minutes left, with three minutes left, and go all the way down the field and make two or three, not just one, two or three throws of con- of consequence either in a row or in a series or convert a third down and then come right back, convert a fourth down. Like that always happens in a playoff run for somebody. 
And while Lamar Jackson, I think, is a pretty good passer, is he accurate enough this time of year? Is he a rhythm passer? Can he get it done, and can he move his team down the field? It's not about does he run too much. It's not about his size. It's not about is he a mighty might kind of uh, smaller kind of guy or anything like that. It's about that. And so when I look at quarterbacks and people say, well, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, and, and it, it, that's not dependent on size. That's a guy who can move a little bit and run. It's can you stand in the pocket and take that thump and make that throw when it's third and 12, when you're not able to do it on the run? That to me is a true, uh, not definition, but that's the true test because that situation seemingly always arises for teams. Like when Brady really had it going, there were so many times he'd hit somebody on a crossing route on a third and nine when his team was down. And you'd go, okay, here it comes. It's happening. And he stood in there and he took a hit. Willie's in Pittsburgh. Hi, Willie. How you doing? I think that's the whole coaching staff for the Steelers and hire new ones. I don't think they did the job they were supposed to do as a team. They couldn't move the offense. You got all kind of weapons on your team, and the Steelers just couldn't do it. They got a good team. They don't know how to use the talent. Thank you. Well, so, well, you're a very polite man. Thank you, Willie, for making the call. I would tend to lean towards agreeing with you, you know, but they're never going to see it that way. This has glossed over a lot of things that the Steelers didn't do right with what's happened over the past three, four weeks or so because they're going to look at it and they're going to say nine and seven right now. Here we go. They could end up being 10 and 7 and should, frankly, end up being 10 and 7 because Baltimore is playing nobody. All right. They finish with 10 wins, double digit wins. They've only had double digit wins one time in the last five seasons. So that's an upgrade for the Steelers. They're not necessarily going to elevate someone to offensive coordinator, I don't think, but I would look at a situation where they internally have their meetings and they go, everybody out there is yelling and screaming, what's wrong? And we had to fire our offensive coordinator. We kept it together. I can feel that. By the way, 412-928-9370. Let's go off on a tangent for a minute here, right? Let's go off on a tangent. Do you have salt at your house right now? I checked today. I did. And I'm not talking about salt to put on your baked potato or on your french fries or whatever. I'm talking about on your sidewalk or on your driveway. Now, we ordered this, I don't know, fancy schmancy kind of stuff that's not supposed to erode, and it's supposed to be all natural, so if a dog starts to eat it or whatever, it won't kill them. I don't know. It's from some natural lawns kind of place that comes and does, um, it aerates our lawn every once in a while, and okay, God delivered it, whatever. I ordered some, actually my wife more so, because she keeps tabs of everything in the house. She has inventory. She knows inventory like somebody would know inventory of a store. She knows every single thing that's in our house. God bless her. She is the best ever, right? So she ordered a bag of salt, okay? And they come in, oh, I don't even know what it would be, probably 30-pound bag of salt, right? And the guy put it on the front porch just the other day. So I'm thinking, all right, we got this. We're good. It had snowed so little last season that I went to put it in the receptacle in the one garage where we keep said things, the snow shovels, the stuff like that. We do not have a snowblower, which I'll get to in just a moment. Got the thing of salt, opened up the thing where we keep the thing of salt. There was one whole bag of salt that was not even opened from last year. So now we got it doubled up, which is good. I'd rather have two than not enough. It's like driving around with a spare tire. It's great. I think a lot of people might be in that boat. There has to be a lot of carryover salt this year. Maybe you just went to check because you saw that first. That whole, and I just did the college uh, basketball when I meant to do the weather thing. But maybe you did, you saw that whole weather forecast. That it's coming this weekend. And he said, oh, I'm going to go in the garage and I'm going to check the salt, just like I did. And he went in there and you're like, oh, i got to figure it out. And you were surprised and shocked by the amount of carryover salt that you have. All right. To the snow, um, to the, the snow shoveling versus uh, snow thrower kind of thing, right? Snow removal tool. Nobody needs a snowblower in western Pennsylvania unless you have a business. And even that, 
you might not even need. And I'll tell you why. The last two years are evidence as to that. If you went and you go ahead and you you bought that snowblower, let's say three, four, five years ago, whatever, how much use have you gotten out of this thing? The other thing, like, because, you know, my man Ross Goddotti at KDKA, he fixes those. He fixes those, those machines like that, right? He's way into it. And I didn't buy one off. He, he sells them every once in a while. He mainly just fixes them up. But, you know, I was thinking about one a couple years ago, and I said, I can call Ross. I know Ross would have an extra one. This is when it snowed a couple times big during the winter. And I'm thinking, is that a sound investment or not? You have to take how many times you're going to use it, where you store it in the garage. And that's where it came in. For 300, let, let, let's do the math here. Even on a bad year of snow, for 300 and what? 58 days? It eats up space somewhere and it goes unused. Right? It's just, well, sitting there doing nothing. Nothing at all. Bad investment. It's one thing if you live in Alaska. It's one thing if you live in Calgary. It's one thing if you live in northern Minnesota. This is Pittsburgh. Bad investment on the snowblower. Also, thought about this the other day. I didn't read a story about this, although I wonder if anybody's written a story about this. Would you buy a property right now at one of the local ski resorts? Let's say you let's say you're in your 20s or 30s and you ran into a little bit of money. Do you think you're ever going to get the return on investment on one of those places? It just doesn't snow as much anymore, right? Like Seven Springs, Hidden Valley, all those places. How many times do people go skiing anymore? I remember when I was, and look, I'm not, I'm not trying to give you a study on the world or global warming or anything like that. It just seems like fact. Like when I was little, I had friends, right? Rich friends, they were. When I was in high school and junior high and stuff, Every single Friday, minute school was out, parents would come pick them up, Eddie Bauer Explorer or Station Wagon or Jeep Cherokee, Rich Fox Chapel car, because they were rich, I wasn't, they'd pick them up, whoom, right to the mountain, in their house, in their in their car, to their house, to their place, Seven Springs, Hidden Valley, whatever, and that's on the weekends they didn't travel somewhere to go skiing, right? And they had their own house, like they'd buy a house up there. Anybody clamoring to do that right now? How many weekends do you get skiing around here? Just not a lot. I don't even know if there's snow up there now. There probably is. There's like man-made snow if it's cold enough. But I was thinking about that. I have never had skis on my feet. I am okay to live however long my life is and die and never put skis on my feet. But now I'm thinking I totally did it right. It could, it could be something where when my kids get to be my age, skiing ain't even a thing anymore, right? Skiing? What do you mean? In western Pennsylvania? No, you mean water skiing, right? No, snow skiing. We used to snow ski. What are you talking about? It, it, it snows in western Pennsylvania once a year, three inches on the ground, one weekend, that's it. You mean you had whole resorts? Devoted to snow skiing? Why would they do that? Why? There's no snow. Like, we're the equivalent right now of of Georgia, pretty much. Not Soviet Georgia, but like Georgia. We're headed that direction. If somebody came up to me and said, I got a great real estate deal for you right now. Prime real estate, ski resort, western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I said, no. You couldn't give it away to me. You, I mean, you could give it away, but you couldn't give me a, a, a good enough rate or a low enough price. It's just, it's not going to happen. Anyway, Al Equipa coach Mike Warfield coming up in just a couple minutes. Listen to Cooking Joe every Wednesday. Hear about Starkey's Card of the Week. Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at high noon in the big city, Pittsburgh, PA. Check out all the, all the uh, details on our website, 937thefan.com. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypod Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Warfield, Aliquippa head coach, joins right now, 93.7 The Fan. Welcome in. Hi, coach. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. How you guys doing? I- I'm okay. I'm all- and by Good. the way, congratulations to you. Uh, named the uh, nominee for the Don Shula NFL High School Coach of the Year by the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's uh, no small thing there, coach. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I appreciate the Steelers nominating. That was, that was great, and it was a great time. You know, at the Steelers game that day, it was a beautiful day, and uh, the Steelers won. Absolutely. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. I'm lost. I, I am yes, lost by the PIAA's decision to do this. I know yes. uh, the day that they put this competitive balance formula in, I said it was a disaster because I'm not real big in life on punishing the people who overachieve or achieve. Uh, yes. th- that's yes. not the way I operate, and I don't think the way people should operate. W- what's happening here? Yes, I mean, and that's the results that's being done by the, this competitive formula. Um, we always, like I said, we always had the competitive spirit before the formula was even active. Um, I think it wasn't initially uh, applied to us correctly. They never allowed us to start from our enrollment um, because we always chose to play up two classes in 3A um, prior to the formula was active. Um, so that's all we ever asked for, to correct that mistake there. It's the starters from our initial enrollment and everything will be fine. So you're going to be asked to jump to 5A. You're really a 2A school. You'll play anybody. Yeah. Back in the day when Pudgy Abercrombie and those guys played, you played Upper St. Clair anyway. Um, yeah. You know, but now yeah. you're going to play St. Clair. You're going to play Peters. You're going to play Penn Hills, uh, Penn Trafford, Gateway, and schools like that. Why is the PIAA at odds with people who they say are transfers into Aliquippa? I, I don't understand it. Um, that's one of the things we've been discussing. Um, when we received their memorandum, it stated that, of course, we had the success points because we've been to the state championship game two years in a row, which gives us eight points, which I understand. No no, no complaint about that. Uh, but then relative to the transfer, they listed 23 transfers. We have 40-plus kids on our roster, um, and they listed 23 of those kids transfer in, which included Tyquay Hayes, number 23. He was a freshman. He was the All-State 4A Player of the Year his freshman year in 21 when we won the championships. This year, as a junior, he was the Max Prep Player of the Year when we won it. Um, so he's an Aliquippa kid through and thick. So I don't get some of the reasoning behind some of the transfers that they um, um, label as transfers. We do have two transfers, or I, I say kids that enrolled into our school district, which we cannot deny a kid who wants to play football, who comes out for the team and tells them they can't play because it might affect that transfer. Those two kids transferred in, and I'm going to give you their stats. Their stats are zero, zero pass attempts, zero rushing yards, zero interceptions. Any football stat that there is, you put a zero by theirs. There's just two kids that, you know, and I love the kids. They just wanted to be a part of the program. They don't even play on our practice 
um, scout team. Um, they had no role in us winning or losing this year, and they're counting them as transfers. So when people go and say a transfer is a transfer is a transfer, that's totally inaccurate. Those kids came into our school district and, and chose to play football, and I allowed them to. Um, I wanted them to be a part of the team. But they helped us in no way or will help us in no way win any games. Well, can and I also interject something here? Real. Because this yes, to sir. me is important because I'm somebody yes. who tries to keep it real about everything. There's yeah. nobody building a house or moving into Aliquippa to go to their schools or play football. There are a lot of kids in a socioeconomic situation yeah. that have unstable housing or yeah. they're bouncing between their grandma's house or their yeah. aunt's house or their or their or their mom's house or their dad's yeah. house or whatever. And yeah. it makes me mad, coach, that the PIAA yeah. doesn't see that and understand that Aliquippa football may be the one stability that they have in their life. Yes. And our kids are transient. They're trying to survive. And speaking of that, those two kids are, do have a, a tough situation. Um, but they're, they're, they're part of the program. It's going to give these kids some self-confidence, some self-esteem, which is going to make them hopefully productive in, in life. Um, so I'm not going to deny them of that. Um, and, but I totally agree with you. Um, the kids that here, are, are some of them are transient, just trying to survive, moving from grandma to auntie to cousin. Um, just finding a place to live and, and, and some, some stability in their life. And, and they, we're being punished as far as the football program because of that. There's an appeals process. You've already said that you will appeal. How do you think that'll go? Um, it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, it, it's, it's, the facts aren't followed. And all we ask for is just follow the facts and just be fair. Um, so it, it's hard to say. It seemed like um, – uh, who's ever in control there has total control and makes all the decisions um, and, and is not being fairly um, put across for Alicorpa. Why do you think people don't like a winner, if that's the uh, assertion I, here? I, I can't, I'm not asserting that at all. I can't say that they dislike Alicorpa. I can't mm -hmm. say that at all. But I, do, I can say the rule is in, uh, adversely affecting our program none of, like none other. Um, so I'm not going to get personal and say they just dislike Aliquippa and our kids. I can't see some adults who supposed to be representing adults and, and, and care about the health and safety of, of, of our kids not liking our children. But I can say their rule that they implemented is unfair. Do you think the rule was put in place for places that had uh, big subdivisions or places that had transfers that were pulled yeah. away and actively recruited from other places? I mean, is that the spirit of the rule to you? Yes, I, and I don't disagree with the rule. I don't think – I think that's what the discrepancy is, is that people think we disagree with the rule. We don't disagree with the rule. We just, just think that the rule was fairly implemented to us that first cycle, which has caused the continuous – uh, false imp 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 implication of the rule. So if they would have fairly implemented first initially when they first initiated the rule and started us from our enrollment, not where we charged to play, we wouldn't be sitting here talking. So right now it says that you have 156 students, I believe, in Aliquippa, right? With that's, that's boys from, from ninth, I'm sorry, from 10th to to. To 11th or 9th to 11th. 9th to 11th, 156 yeah. boys. Do you find that yeah. to be accurate? And is but you're you're saying their initial numbers aren't accurate, right? Yes, this yes. I'm I'm saying from the initial numbers from the first cycle. I think this is the third cycle. Um, they didn't start us from our enrollment. They started us from three. If they would have started us from our enrollment, we would be moving to to four, and we wouldn't be sitting here appealing anything because it would be accurate. But at some point, we have to stand up for our kids. But we do have – our enrollment did go up um, from class 1A to 2A. We, we're not disputing that. But you're going to have us playing teams in 5A. We're 150, as you said. Them teams, those teams are going to have 480, 490. And you tell me in, in what adult right mind would say that's fair. No, and there becomes a safety issue, doesn't there? But here, I totally agree with that. But here's the thing. That was part of our appeal the second cycle, the last cycle, mm -hmm. was that we were concerned about our kids' safety and health. Now, this cycle, they included language to eliminate us from arguing that it's health and safety. So we can argue as part of our appeal that this is going to affect our kids' health and safety. Now, who does that? For association that's supposed to be concerned about kids' 
health and welfare will not let programs argue that this is going to affect their kids' health and welfare. Yeah, now be- you tell me. because for me, look, Aliquippa is going to line up, and I think they can match 11 yeah. on 11 yeah. with anybody. But whenever yeah. you have one guy go down and you're rolling off 55 kids in another place, that's where you end right. up getting – um, that's right. where you end up getting the short end of the stick, Coach. Right, and, 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 and trust me, guys, we're not here asking for sympathy. We're going to be show up Friday at 7. You, we guarantee you that. We're going to show up Friday at 7. Um, but if we have a significant injury like we did in 21 um, when we lost to Bishop McDevitt, our center went down in the semifinals, the game before the state championship game, and we were basically done because we had, we had no others. We had like six or seven linemen that year. And we just we had to move and juggle, and it just we couldn't compete um, because that team were, were two and three deep, um, and and they beat us. I'm not taking away for nothing from their kids, but they beat us. But the numbers because we had a significant injury, which didn't allow our center to play that game, you saw the results. But what I get, what, what bothers me the most is, is that these transfers that they say we had 23, and 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 saying we we go out and recruit, that's totally false. It takes away from our kids' accomplishments. Our kids work hard. And not only our kids, I believe we have the best coaching staff in the state. What our coaching staff does week to week to get our kids prepared to play up three classes is astonishing. And it's, it should be applauded instead of us sitting here arguing about moving up to 4A from 4A to 5A. But what our kids have done and what our coaching staff and our team doctors have done is amazing. And it should be applauded instead of looked down on as something that's that's wrong. When you stood there not long ago and you got that trophy and you won a state championship, how long after did a reality set in and say, you know what, we might be bouncing up? Like, when did you know? I, I will, and, well, I always thought at that particular time, as, if you were aware, there were some newspaper articles, reports, saying that they had those people who wrote the articles that made contact with the PIAA and said we were staying in court. So it never crossed my mind until we got the letter or the memorandum, December 21st. And it came to, I'm guessing, your athletic department, right? Yes, the athletic director and our, our principal, Miss Alexander. And you got it, and you look at it, and you say, like, this can't be right, right? When, when, you know, Doctor, our, our superintendent, Dr. Woods, informed me that we received the letter, which he knew, um, he anticipated that we received it the day after our school was out, closing for the holidays, um, and said we have – they said we had 23 transfers. I said this is similar to the previous cycle when they said we had like 33 transfers, which was ridiculous. And then once you look at the names on the transfer list, you see Tyquay Hayes' name on it. It's like, who did anyone look at this letter prior to sending it out or this memorandum? Did anybody proofread it? Because I think anyone who's, who follows high school football sports know the name Tyquay Hayes at this point in time. Well, how so do they define a transfer? Somebody that switched schools after a certain grade? That's something I don't know, um, but it has to be looked at again because for him to be listed as a transfer is 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 is, is not not right. It's because, totally inaccurate. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw I saw pictures today of <laughs> of Hayes in a in a little Quips jersey from when he was nine years old. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> you're you're totally not wrong. That's that was him. And there's a lot of pictures that could be shown for a lot of kids that's on that list. Um, like you said, who, who's people are moving to Aloquip because they have to, not because they want to. Let me ask you this before I let you go as we're talking to Mike Warfield, Aloquipa head coach. If I said to you, all right, you're a double-A school, but we know you're not going to play double-A. You're able to no, play exactly no. where you want to play. No. Where would you play if you could pick? We, we would not leave four. I mean, previously – I think people was under the impression that we won last cycle. We really didn't win last cycle because we technically should have should be should have been in three A. But they in their letters they said they gave us the benefit of the doubt and kept us in four. So it gave the impression that we won, but we were seeking to beat in three. So if we were in three and we got the success points, we move up to four. We're not going to run from competition, and I, I want people to clearly understand that we're going to show up at Friday at seven. That's for sure wherever it may be. But as an adult, as the head of the program, I have to do what's right, what I think was best interest of our student-athletes, um, safe and health and, and, and far as their future.
Well, as an adult and somebody who's lived here my whole life, there shouldn't be 6A anyway. It should be only 4A. That's part of the big problem, I think. And the other part is, uh, you know, we're playing with kids in terms of not necessarily their livelihood or their life or anything, but these are activities that keep kids in line. They give them something to do, and they give them something to try to achieve and try to reach for, and especially in a community like Aliquippa that's not in this state or not in this area, but one of the best in this country at doing that. It's just wrong, Coach. Yes, and and I totally agree. Like those two kids that I'm saying, yes, they came into the school. We don't have soccer. We don't have lacrosse. The only fall sport really is, is, is football for, for, for our male athletes. Um, so if a kid, even though a kid is not athletic enough to play for us uh, or will ever play for us, like these two kids, I'm still going to support them to be a part of the program. But why should we get punished for that if these kids had no role? They, all their stats are zero. Every football stat that there is, you put a zero, but they count as transfers. That's not, that's not fair. What should we do with these kids? Tell them no, Mike, that they can't play. Mike Warfield, coach of the Aliquip Equips. Coach, I appreciate your time tonight. This is a drum that I'm going to continue to beat because I just don't think what they're doing is uh, is right to you. Thank you for your time tonight, I, Coach. I appreciate appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? We're going to talk about this a little bit on the other side. It just doesn't make sense to me. I went through it. I went through the rules. I'm looking at it, and I think I've – I've I've formulated what I think a plan is. And part of the plan might not even be, well, compete for a state title. Uh, but this is just, it's just wrong. I'll continue this a little next and take your calls. 412-928-9370. Fan weather right now. Brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. And visit sunchevy.com. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 22. Friday, sun turns to clouds, high 36, low 29. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.